Welcome back, everybody. It is May 3rd. This is Grow the Bench's Weekly Short. I'm Leslie Boomer, and today I'm speaking with Phil Harwood. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. Um, Excited about our topic today because I feel like it's a little bit of a big idea boiled down to uh, the main point of things, and the way you're talking about it is you know, the title of the blog is Selling on a Napkin. We need to understand that better. Yes. Um, And so obviously I have sales on the brain Mm -hmm. because um, next week we're going to be up in Milwaukee at the Western uh, Plows Factory. Oh, yeah. Um, Douglas Dynamics is such a great host (laughs) for us for our Snow Fighters events, and they've been such a great sponsor and we're going to have a great time up there. Two solid full days of sales training. And then we're going to do a repeat of that entire process, that two-day sales training, again in late July out in Maine mm-hmm. at the Fisher factory. Phenomenal. So we're gearing up for the sales event. So I have sales just oozing out of my brain right now <laughs> and just thinking about all things sales. And, you know, one of the things you hear every now and then is this idea of, you know, some big sales transaction happening on a napkin. And so I just kind of, I thought, okay, that's a fun way of, um, you know, introducing a sales topic. But the idea of, you know, some big deal going down over coffee on a napkin is -hmm. really an interesting concept because what it, what is basically the napkin represents the simplicity of some core idea that's being agreed to so it's we're getting to the heart of the transaction the heart of the deal and it's so simple it's so elemental it's maybe just one thought or a number or what it maybe it's not a number but it's just some basic you know very simple thought that's so simple it can be doodled on a napkin and the deal's done yep what a thing of beauty that could be yeah and so in the sales Mm -hmm. world you know sometimes we just overcomplicate things and we bring in all this other stuff that, you know, all the features and benefits selling and just, you know, all this extraneous information that really isn't super consequential to the buyer. And we're really not connecting with them in the most basic elemental way. Yeah. Because I mean, let's, if you boil it all down, it's really about you connecting with your prospect and understanding what they need. Right. That's the Mm -hmm. bottom line. It is. Now, the other thing I brought up in the blog, so read the blog, (laughs) because I also talk about the 80-20 rule, because I think this is just another way to think about the simplicity of the napkin, is getting to the, the true value of whatever it is. If you're trying to sell something, or if you're trying to create something, or if you're trying to learn something, Whatever it is, whatever the endeavor is you're embarking on, this 80-20 rule applies. And it basically says mm-hmm. um, the 80% of the value is going to be extracted in the initial 20% of the effort. The other way you see the 80-20 rule play out, especially in the world of sales, is if you have a sales team, it's very common to have your top 20% of your salespeople delivering 80% of the sales. So we yeah. see that a lot in sales. Yeah. Um, so those those are just rules of thumb. 
but but they're connected to the idea of the napkin because the 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 value that 80% of the value that's being extracted in the first 20% that's we're talking about the same thing mm-hmm. we're talking about the heart of the deal the essence of the deal so in a selling situation the essence of the deal is what your customer cares about it's what their mm-hmm. problem is that you're solving and if we can connect with them based on their their pain, their salt, their problem, and we're bringing a solution to solve their problem. That's the connection. That's the value, the 80-20 value, and that's what goes on the napkin. Yeah, that I mean, I love this metaphor for this because I think, you know, I can think back to when I was young in sales, and I thought that putting all that time into perfecting something you know, I had already connected with a client. I understood their need and exactly what we had to satisfy it. But putting together a proposal that looked just absolutely excellent and all the things that really, I came to learn it, that wasn't what made the sale. And it certainly wasn't what developed the relationship long term so that I had a client for life. Right. You know. It's really much more about the real basic pieces of that sales relationship. You're right, and it's not complicated, but we have to ask good questions. We have to listen, Mm, listen. and then we have to respond. Mm -hmm. You know, at at one time, I'll never forget this. I was interviewing one of our top property manager clients who had control over a huge portfolio, and we were having lunch, and we were just talking about stuff, and I said, so... You know, your job is to manage contractors, and we're a contractor. So, like, how do we how do we rate? Like, tell me how we rate. Like, when you think of all, if you could oh, rank wow. order all your contractors, your mm-hmm. your painter, your you know your roofing contractor, your HVAC people, your window washer, like, where do we rank? Wow, that was bold. <laughs> it was. And he goes, he goes, oh my gosh, you guys are so <laughs> far ahead of everyone else. You're not only at the top, you're above the top. Okay, was he able to tell you why? I was like, yeah, and I said, well, based on what? And he goes, you know what? The number one thing that we all care about is accurate billing. Oh, my goodness. And timely billing. I was like, are you kidding me? We spent so much time on quality mm. and communication. <laughs> and he's like, no, those are those are all important. But if you can't get my billing right, you make my life miserable. Oh, you know, if you call me six months later after you did something, and go, oh, I forgot to invoice you. You know, I'm going to send you over a bill for you know a million dollars. Well, it's going to screw up my whole budget. I'm going to have to, I'm going to get called in front of the finance committee. You're you're messing with my world. Okay, so first of all, so cold that you actually asked that question, but maybe that's a question you should have asked up front. I mean, what's the most important thing to you, right? Before we made the sale. I mean, that that, that is not something I would have thought about asking. You know, I'll just be honest. Yeah, for sure. But but But, I could, you're right. I could have extracted that question by saying, you know, tell me what, but you know what? Sometimes the customer can't articulate what the true need is. They'll say, hmm. well, you know, we care about price and we care about, it's like, no, you don't. You care about billing, but you just, it's not on their mind, maybe. At that yeah. during the selling situation, because they're, you know, if you look at these spreadsheets, I've seen these spreadsheets where you know admin people are putting bid information together. And of course, yes. they have a column for price, and they have a column for other criteria, 
billing accuracy is never on the. It's never one of the columns. No, but it's so funny so. That, that that was his his thing. It's like. Right. You guys, you you guys are nailing it with your billing process. So the question is, the, the better question is like, what keeps you up at night? What drives you mm. crazy when a contract? When you get really mad at a contractor, want to fire them? What what do they do to you? It's a that, great. Those question. are great questions. So it sounds like these are the questions that you're going to be talking about at the forum for sales. Hundred percent. Okay. So if you if you you know, next week's quick, but hey, if you can make it up to Milwaukee, we'd love to have you. If there's space still, I have no idea, you know, where we're going to be at next week. But as far as space, if we have a spot and you can make it up there, come on up. Um, if you want to wait till July and come visit yep. Maine, Maine's yep. a beautiful place in July. Come see us. Oh my gosh, us. it is phenomenal. So, and we can't say it enough how wonderful Douglas Dynamics is as yes. a devoted, they're devoted to the industry and to the contractors. So you know you're going to be well-hosted and have great opportunities for networking. In the blog, um, there are links available, or just go to snowfightersinstitute.com, check out the events, and get signed up. I mean, you do want them to just show up, but you do want them to sign up first. So, (laughs) Yeah, and it's for owners, for sales managers, and of course for anyone involved in the sales process. and if you're, you know, interested in investing in your people, um, this is a great way to show that you care about who your who your people are and, and investing in their futures and in their their um, ability to really get the job done well. So, absolutely, Phil. Thanks. This has been great. I appreciate everyone who's listening. Thank you for always tuning in to uh, the Grow the Bench Weekly Short. Uh, we appreciate you being here and uh, we will look forward to speaking with you in another couple weeks with Phil and I'll be back next week with Neil. So until then, have a great day and have a great week.